Welcome to Salad with a Side of Fries. I'm your host, Jen Trepic, talking wellness and weight loss for real life. We're here to clear up the myths, misinformation, bad science, and marketing to teach you how to eat and how to cheat. Are you ready? I'm having salad with a side of fries. This week, we're talking about glutathione. So it might sound familiar, but I think most people hear it and like gloss over it, pretend they know what it is. But, (laughs) you know, we're here to make sure that you know because it's helpful. So we often talk about antioxidants, right? We did a whole nutrition nugget just on understanding antioxidants, what they do, what they are, and free radicals, right? Those molecules with an unpaired electron. Anyway, you can go back to that nutrition nugget. Glutathione for today, (laughs) glutathione is the body's master antioxidant. So because it's used in so many compartments of the body, it's called the master antioxidant. So it's used in detoxification, your liver's activity, cell-to-cell signaling, aging, our immune function, and reduced glutathione really impacts the oxidation of cells, right, on a cellular and mitochondrial level. I feel like a big buzzword these days is mitochondrial health, (laughs) right, mitochondrial energy. And so glutathione acts like the garbage man, basically scavenging up the free radicals and allowing our cells to function with minimal interruption. So I mentioned reduced glutathione. So reduced glutathione is the active form. You may see it called GSH or L-glutathione. The inactive form is called oxidized glutathione. And you'll see that labeled often as GSSG. So You'll find this powerful antioxidant, yes, in some foods, and we'll come back to that. It is, though, naturally made by the body. So glutathione is a tripeptide, which means that it's made of three amino acids. It's made of glycine, cysteine, and glutamic acid. So primarily synthesized in the liver, but you'll also find glutathione in all of your cells where it contributes to DNA synthesis and repair, right? Think about what's impacted when that's not functioning properly. Also, protein and prostaglandin synthesis, amino acid transport, enzyme activation, and, you know, a whole bunch of other functions of the cell. So understanding what it does as an antioxidant, right, it's that scavenger of all the free radicals to prevent oxidative stress. So remember, oxidative stress is like when metal rusts or an apple turns browned. It's fighting that oxidation inside the body so that our insides don't rust. Thank goodness, (laughs) right? Free radicals left unchecked or free radicals without antioxidants can really damage cells. So glutathione is essential for, like I said, immune system support and proper function, supporting our body's ability to build and repair tissue. So think about healing, right? Our body is repairing tissue as we heal. Glutathione also helps the body metabolize toxins. We talked about its, you know, both synthesis and use in the liver. You may see glutathione recommended actually as part of a comprehensive treatment approach to alcoholic and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, heart disease, respiratory disease, insulin resistance, and even some dermatological conditions because it fights signs of visible aging, can lighten skin, and also calm like psoriasis plaques. So what can cause us to have low or lower glutathione levels? Number one is age. So glutathione production naturally decreases with age. And the second 
is really taxing our body, so requiring us to need a lot of glutathione. So things like eating a nutrient-deficient diet, drinking alcohol, chronic disease, infection, constant stress, all of those will deplete glutathione. And it's such a strong antioxidant that the body actually makes and uses it every single day. Research links low levels of glutathione to a number of medical conditions. So signs that you might be deficient might include anemia, metabolic acidosis. So that's like when there's a buildup of acid in the body, frequent infections, brain-related conditions like seizures, loss of coordination, even intellectual disability can be some signs. Higher levels of glutathione may support the body in storing less fat, especially in the belly, (laughs) therefore supporting health, lower risk of diabetes and heart disease, and of course, aligns with everything that we talk about here on Salad with a Side of Fries. So the caveat to that is more doesn't always mean better. Because like so many things, like we talk about with our immune system about a month ago, we talked about like the Goldilocks where we want it to be like just right. (laughs) Too much glutathione, which can happen with certain supplementation, might lower zinc levels and inhaled glutathione may induce wheezing or an asthma attack. So point here is just that supplementation for this particular thing may not be right for everybody. It really depends on what symptoms someone's experiencing, what other health conditions they may have, and the dosing of the supplement itself. So having said all that, there are great ways that we can support the body's natural production of glutathione. So number one, sleep. Over the long term, insufficient sleep can cause oxidative stress and hormone imbalance, which then increases the need for antioxidants and probably why the research shows that chronic lack of sleep may decrease glutathione levels. So we see significantly lower glutathione and people with insomnia as well. Number two, exercise, (laughs) right? We talked about a lot of these things today. So you already know, right, exercise and activity can improve health. We see that a combination of cardio and circuit weight training, kind of like we talked about in this week's episode, increases glutathione more than doing cardio or weight training alone. So as with everything, balance and moderation, because over-exercising without proper rest and without proper nutritional support can decrease our glutathione production. Number three, eat foods naturally containing glutathione. So what are some of those foods? Spinach, avocado, asparagus, okra. The caveat here, though, one, cooking and storage conditions can impact how much glutathione is in the food. And two, glutathione is relatively poorly absorbed by the body. So these foods offer a variety of health benefits, including, you know, their antioxidant properties. But we do maybe want to also look at the next tip, number four, which is eating foods that provide the building blocks for glutathione so that our body can produce it itself. So remember, we had those three amino acids, right? The glycine, cysteine, and glutamic acid. If we provide ourselves with the building blocks, we can support the natural production. Remember, right, we know this, these amino acids come from protein. So in particular, the whey protein gives us a lot of that cysteine, one of those three. There are also quite a few studies that connect whey protein consumption to increased levels of glutathione and reduced oxidative stress. Sulfur is also in the mix to help create glutathione. So sulfur-rich foods are beef, fish, poultry, 
It also comes back to those amino acids, right, in those same foods. And then some vegetable sources of sulfur, you have cruciferous vegetables. So thinking like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, kale, and allium vegetables also give us sulfur. So that's garlic, shallots, onions, you know, those kinds of things. Then number five of our tips here for increasing glutathione is supporting your body with other antioxidants. So when we have other antioxidants like vitamin C, curcumin, astaxanthin, resveratrol, and more, they do some of the work that glutathione does, which allows your body to not rely so heavily on the glutathione. And then it means that we have some left for where it's truly needed, as opposed to going to all the places in the body that could be addressed with another antioxidant. Some interesting research with vitamin C, they found that Vitamin C may help convert oxidized glutathione back into the active form, and we can then use it again. So it almost like doubles the life of the glutathione. There was one study of healthy individuals over 13 weeks who saw an 18% increase in glutathione in white blood cells from taking 500 to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. So another study where people were given 500 milligrams of vitamin C daily from supplementation had a 47% increase in glutathione in their red blood cells. Milk thistle is another one. So milk thistle, the key component here is what's called silymarin. Silymarin is also known for its antioxidant properties. So test tube and animal studies showed that silymarin increased glutathione levels. And then selenium, which is another glutathione-supportive nutrient. So again, this goes back to the beef and chicken and fish, even organ meats brown rice, Brazil nuts can give us more selenium. And a few studies showed that people with increased selenium consumption through supplementation had significant increases in glutathione levels. So the bottom line of all of this is glutathione is the body's master antioxidant. It's critically important for our overall health. We want to support our health by supporting naturally higher levels of glutathione, which requires us to not tax the body so much that it you know, can't keep going. Support the body with other antioxidants so it's not solely relying on glutathione. And then eating foods that offer glutathione itself, the building blocks, and the supporting nutrients to help our body make it naturally. All right, Chad, any questions, anything to add? I know that was a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that was a lot. It reminded me to eat okra because that's a food that I really enjoy, but, you know, I don't cook it often. So and that's another good point is that, you know, cooking the uh, you know, lots of foods can actually, you know, ruin or, or destroy the actual glutathione. So that's an important uh, reminder as well. So that was a good nugget. Thanks. Well, thank yeah. you again for being here. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays to you too. Thanks for the opportunity. It was fun. Absolutely. As always, everybody, I'm your host, Jen Trepic. Connect with me on Instagram or really all social media. I'm at Jen Trepic, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. Whether you want to do it there or on our website, A Salad with a Side of Fries, please, please send a message. I love nothing more than hearing from you, your takeaways, your ideas, your questions. This is also the easiest way to learn more about working with me as your health coach. Of course, if you are not already a member, join our membership program by going to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries, or just click the link in the show notes. This supports this podcast, this community, but most importantly, the membership supports your health. You'll get this week's recipe for the roasted acorn squash with maple chipotle glaze. So until next week, 
and always really, remember that it's all about conditioning, right? It's training with our fuel, our activity, and our motivation. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Salad with a Side of Fries. Congratulations for making yourself and your health a priority. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to click subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform, share us with a friend, and we'll be back next week. Always remember, you deserve it and you are worth it. Happy healthy.